So what you what you do to fix it? Uh, unplug my external microphone. Um, we back at it though. You can't make this up, <laughs> podcast, Kev Nash, DJ Killer Kev. Hey, Dizzle. Episode two ninety four. Uh, hey, you got you got to turn your turn that mic back in, bro. Where you where you get that from, bro? Man, it's been working for two hundred plus episodes. <laughs> uh, I was about to say, okay. We've been rocking. We were rocking. Uh, just behind the scenes, uh, we had to start all over, man, because uh, I had some Boost Mobile type of activity going on <laughs> in my household. But uh, yeah, uh, we already did the episode. We did the intro. Uh, Dizzle, you point guard, run the show. Yeah, let's run it back, man. What what what's what's going on this week, bro? Killer, I know uh you was super busy considering nice. it was Mother's Day weekend, which is one of the busier holidays in terms of uh edible arrangements, man. What was it what was nice. it looking like? So yeah, we had a very, very crazy week. It was nurses week, mother's day and teachers week, all falls in the same week. Apparently also tomorrow is like Mexican Mother's Day or something. I don't know if that's a thing, but we got like 50 orders tomorrow already. So, um, but, uh, it was a huge week for us. We hit, uh, 400 orders yesterday. I think Saturday we hit 300, like 280, 285. And then Friday and Thursday was in the hundreds, but, um, worked a hot 60 hours this week. Um, just, uh, that's all I did. That and golf league kicked off. And then, um, my eighth that went well, by the way. Golf. I was saying, what's it looking like? Week one was solid. I've been shots to Kev on the on the Apple Watch. Kev been making me get active, so I actually been practicing and getting ready for golf league. So I had a good first week. Um, hopefully, it wasn't too good that my handicap is is like better than it should be. But uh, each week, your handicap adjusts, so I get a little a little a little help on the scorecard. But. Um, that get that kicked off Wednesday, and then uh, my oldest is headed to Washington D.C. tonight. Uh, she leaves it tonight to head to D.C. for the eighth grade D.C. trip. So nice. that's that's going on this week. No gigs this weekend, but after this weekend, it's five weekends in a row. So it's I'm gonna enjoy the I'm gonna enjoy the sun this week. We got 80s every day. I'm about to be out in it. So that's that was my weekend. That's my week to come. So. Quick question before I go, man. What were some of y'all favorite field trips that y'all went on in school? Camp Kern. Uh, Have y'all heard of Camp Kern? Not yet. So, yeah, go ahead, Uh, Shit, I don't even know where it's at, but it was like a, I want to say a fifth grade field trip where we go to the woods, and it's this big, big, huge log cabin. All the boys sleep on one side. All the girls sleep on the other side. Um, and I think we're there for like three nights where wake up at eight in the morning, got outdoor activities pretty much all day, come in for lunch, go back out there, do some other random shit. It's like a big ass farm at nighttime, big, huge campfire, everybody telling little ghost stories, singing songs. Um, and that was a fifth, that was fifth grade. And I liked it so much that I actually came back as a counselor when I was uh, in high school. So it was pretty dope. Nice, nice. Yeah, shouts to Rudy. My middle child was at Camp Kern March 11th. Her birthday was March 12th. She got back March 13th to the world being closed. So that's her, that's, that's, that's her Camp Kern story is that she went, <laughs> she went to Camp Kern and came back to the world being different. So yeah, uh, for me, probably my favorite field trip, um, 
we got to go to uh, my senior year, actually, of high school. Uh, the band got to go perform at a band competition, and then we got asked to perform outside the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame for, like, the tailgate prior to a Browns game kicking off. So that was super That was super dope. I would say elementary probably would be, like, the – is it – is it the NASA spot, the space spot where you like go in teams and everybody like got a command center group and astronaut group and you do the whole little? I think I did that too. It was, yeah. that was early on. I think I yeah, that was like or yeah, 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 like the young, young eight, nine year old type stuff. But that was super dope. But we didn't have a uh, very, very many field trips. Like all my field trips was like band or like some extracurricular that I was involved with. That I got to do some after school stuff. So. We had a lot of field trips, especially in elementary school, you know, the typical ones, going to the zoo, going to the art museum and everything like that. But, like, in middle school, that's when the field trips stepped up big time. Sixth grade, we went to Dearborn, Michigan. They had, like, this big farm out there. We went out there for, like, an overnight trip. Then we went to Toronto in seventh grade, which was real dope because uh I'll never forget this. Uh Somebody, a mama gave them a $50 bill. And this idiot put it in the change machine, like, cause we was at a big ass arcade. So this motherfucking is just spitting out coins and coins and coins. Niggas robbed his ass. <laughs> Niggas oh, running up there, just grabbing handfuls of coins and <laughs> play video games. So foul. Uh, and then in eighth grade, we went to DC, man. So yeah, them some of the most memorable field trips for your boy, man. Yeah, I'm hyped for my daughter. She get to go to the White House, get to go to the MLK. They going to the uh, National um, African American Museum. Like they going to a lot of hot spots in DC. So they should have a really good time. So. Nice, nice, nice. As for me this weekend, man, it was it was beautiful, man. May is a hectic month for your boy. We got Mother's Day. We got my nephew's birthday. We got my sister in law's birthday. We got my brother's birthday. So there's a lot of activities going on. Was up there in Cleveland, got to see my moms and my grandmother and my aunt, got to hang out with my mother-in-law, my sister-in-law, the nephew's seventh birthday party was going down, man. So to actually see family in person is always a bonus for me, man. So I got up there to do that. So much ripping and running, though, man. Lots of ripping and running. And not only the ripping and running, driving all over the place to see relatives and everything like that, stopped to see my pops, hung out with him for a minute. Man, got back home to Dayton, had to cut the grass. <laughs> <laughs> because this, you know how it is in the neighborhood we live, man. You go too long without cutting your grass, you get that sign in the yard, man. And one of my goals is to never get that sign, man. So I cut the grass as soon as I got back, man. But, yeah, it was a pretty good weekend. Where, where now we on our we on schedule with my wife's little brother. He come every two weeks, 60 bucks. Damn, I do it. I take that sixty. <laughs> but he cut the front, the back, and I got three dogs. He cleans you got up the, all the you dogs. You got that pool now. You got the pool. That take up a lot of space. It take up a, it take up a good deal of space. But he picks up all the dog poop too. Mm, you doing that? Because mm, he'll mm. do front, back, and the poop for sixty bucks. Mm, Is it, so that's just shit. So that's three dogs that get to go shit wherever they want all the time, and they just go outside. And just, so yeah, that's a lot of shit. And in, in the back, yeah, it's in the backyard, <laughs> but and they got their hot spots. Some spots are clear, <laughs> other spots you cannot walk. It's 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 crazy. So sixty dollars is a good deal, <laughs> and he do it happily. Duly noted for the pool party. So what, I don't bring no hot kicks over there. So I'm stepping on shit. 
do not please do not my mom came over the other day with some all whites all white forces and was in the back playing stepped in some dog poop within five minutes <laughs> and she knew better i was fine i'm like why would you 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 know what's going on back here but shit man i'm getting old bruh so Uh-oh. it's happening killer it's happening. It's happening in real time man my first day back in the gym Hooping, bro. Shoulder feeling good. I've been able to work out. I've been bench pressing. Like, this is my first time being able to bench press uh, this week. Um, and my first time hooping at the YMCA, they be running early. We got there at 8 in the morning, and they was like, y'all, y'all late, man. We've been up here running since 6.30. We already tired. I like I'm that. like, yo. I like that early, Rack. I like that. Hell nah. Nah, it was, it was a good run, too, man. Deep. It was about a good when we got there at eight. Uh, um, it was already like twelve people in there, already running, and we was there running till about eleven, bro. By the last two games, I was dead tired, but we was winning, so we gonna keep running till we done. <laughs> but afterwards, bro, I'm walking in like slow motion to the car. When I get home, I'm ready to take a shower, but I just have to sit on the toilet, <laughs> bro. <laughs> I was just so tired. I I clipped my nails, my toenails. I just did not want to get up. So day goes on. I take my shower. I'm like, fuck, bro. Like, them games really was wearing on me. And I didn't realize it, but I, like, was taking off or I was putting on some shorts. And, bro, my hip, like, locked up or something, bro. Hit the the floor. Had to call my wife in here to, like, rub it out. And I had to, like, flip over, bro. So yeah. it's been today is what Monday. We was hooping Saturday morning, and my hip something's wrong with my hip, bruh. Like earlier today, I'm going throughout my day. I feel good, just regular. I try to put on my shorts, my shit lock up again, bruh. And I'm like <laughs> almost hitting the deck, man. Damn. So I'm gonna have to start doing yoga. I'm gonna have to start doing Pilates or something just to get some flexibility going. Come on, this come on, this driving range, this I got you. Come on, this driving. Range. Yeah, man. Time to switch up, bro. Time to switch up activities, bro. I know, <laughs> how man. How it starts, man. This is how it starts. Hey, I was out there balling, too, man. Hitting them just, just cat. <laughs> we, lost, we lost the first game, but I had uh, eight of the ten points, all three balls. I was okay. Cat, man. So, so, so my, my talk motivated you, I see. I <laughs> it I did. Like, like to hear it. like to hear it. Nah, man. <laughs> nigga getting old. But let's, uh, let's get into it. We got a, we got a lot of topics. I know Killer yeah, got to get yeah, out of yeah, here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, since the last episode, uh, a lot of our t- NBA takes are down the drain. Cause I feel like we was giving everybody gentleman sweeps. Uh, I think we said the Sixers was going to get a good gentleman sweep. I think we said the Mavs was going to get a good gentleman mm-hmm. sweep. And both of the series are two and two right now. What, what is looking like? Joel Embiid is back healthy. Are y'all thinking the Sixers can pull it off? I think so. Because I think so. Okay. The, the Sixers got the best player in Embiid, and obviously Embiid coming back is a major difference. But was it game three? Embiid's impact really wasn't on the offensive side of the ball. It was on the defensive side of the ball where my boy Bam couldn't do shit. Bam was getting this shit sent to the rafters by, by Embiid. So that, but then last night, Bam had a good game. Jimmy had a great game. 
The person that needs to step their game up is his sixth man of the year, Tyler Hero. Since game one and two, he's been asked. So mm-hmm. I think them going back home, Tyler Hero gets his game back going. The Heat go back up 3-2. They send it back to Philly. Philly wins. And then game seven in Miami, and Miami going to win that beat. I got it. I got it the other way. Uh oh. I think when Embiid come when Embiid came back to that team, it, it just showed how much of the valuable player he is. Like he really, mm-hmm. he, he he really 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 you know they Danny Green said that last night they was discombobulated without him. He brings them together as a team and they play good ball. And I think Maxie's playing great ball. Um, but I really believe that with Embiid and Embiid. I saw at the end of that game, him and Butler was chirping. Yeah. And I I remember, I think Butler had some 2-0 comments, Mm. and and now it's 2-2, best of three. So that game five going to be everything. The winner of that that game five, I think, wins it. So, But I think Philly Philly goes five, loses six, and wins it on the road. And you said, you know, Philly got the best player, but they also got the second best player in James Harden. He was he showed up last game. Hold on, hold on. So him having a good game negates all the trash he's been doing all season? Apparently, because if you have a good game after a bad game, KD got nicks too. So one game Get the fuck out of here. I said it two years ago. I'm still saying it. Jimmy Butler's a better basketball player than him. I don't give a shit what that nigga stats look like. That nigga whack. That nigga can't jump over a phone book. If James Harden can play any like any type of way how he played the last game, Sixers is winning it, and they might be the favorites because ain't nobody stopping Joel. Even when he has a bad game, his presence alone is is good enough. Yeah. Um, you said Giannis? Is that what you said? Yeah. I hate to say it, but Giannis. Giannis is a beast. I ain't even gonna front, but uh, I, I like the Sixers. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Giannis is shimmy. It don't look like he ever shimmied in his life. I was for the moment his body just took over. Like, right. That <laughs> nigga was too lanky. Yeah. <laughs> nah, but he, yeah. I, I think that Giannis got to play like that for them to win. If they, if he doesn't play like that to me, because him scoring 40, 44, 45 points, like, he does that shit so easy. He scored probably 37 of them in the, in the paint. You know, just going layup dunks. It was, it was, it looked like he was playing at, at the Y with Dizzle. Like, <laughs> he was just like, uh, like he was elite to his competition, you know. So I just, I think, I, I want, I want to agree that Giannis can do it, but man, that's literally like saying all your chips on one thing and that one thing has to happen for them to win. Cause with Milton out, that's all they got. Yeah. So what is it looking like? You think Bucks gonna pull it off against the Celtics? They up two one. They play later on tonight. Yeah, um, they, yeah, they play tonight seven thirty. Let's be clear. I am rooting for the Celtics. I like Jalen Brown. I like Jason Tatum. I like Marcus Smart. I like them as basketball players. I just think that Giannis is just that damn good. I think he's that dominant. Like, and the Bucks aren't in a position where. Chris Middleton is needed right now. The way Giannis is playing and dominating the paint and he hitting his free throws, what you mm-hmm. going to do, man? Because what they could do against 
KD and Kyrie is muscle them. You can't muscle Giannis, dog. You can't. He bigger than both of them. Mm-hmm. But in, in hindsight, Jalen Brown and Tatum are bigger than KD and Kyrie. So they were muscling them. You can't muscle this dude, man. Giannis is slinging that nigga around. Yeah, man. <laughs> that, that nigga hit the deck at least three times, bro. That's yeah, man. I'm, I'm, I'm hoping for a good-ass game tonight so we can get a pivotal game five uh, in, in Boston. That would be super epic. But I, I just think that I think we're in for another 45-piece from Giannis going like 13 for 16 from the field. 10 for 12 on the free throw line and another dub for the Bucks. I wanted to pick. Go ahead. I'm about, go ahead. I, I'm about to say I wanted to pick the Celtics tonight, but with that, Robert, Robert Williams is out. And oh, that, that's official. Is he? Yes. Okay. Yeah, so with him okay. being out, that's Tice and, you know, Al, Hor- Al Horford going to have to play 40 minutes. And hopefully- Horford been playing good. I give Horford a lot of props and a lot of respect, but without. Yeah. The landlord dude, whatever they call his yeah. nickname is, it's a rap dog. Tice yeah. barbecue chicken. Yeah, Tice is about to get cooked tonight, so I'm gonna, <laughs> I think it's gonna be Bucks and Sixers Eastern Conference Championship. Okay. So shit. Who you got with the uh Grizzlies and Warriors? The Warriors is up two one. They play later on tonight. John Morant, I don't know if he's playing, but he, you know, was limping, got hurt his knee last game. I didn't. They said that Jordan pulled what pulled his knee, and that's how he got hurt. Man, first of all, he <laughs> bumped his knee against Clay earlier in the game, and he missed like mm-hmm. what ten games this season with a bad right knee. Mm-hmm. Jordan Poole swiping for the ball and hitting his knee. He grabbed his knee, Brad. Yeah, but every time he somebody gets good. hurt, every time somebody gets hurt, we can't be out here calling. He's a dirty player. He tried to hurt him. <laughs> this is sports, bruh. This is sports. Like, look, man, I'm not going to sit here on this podcast and act like I played a ton of competitive sports in my day, but I have played basketball a lot. And if a nigga is hurt, he just hurt. And I'm going to smack his hand if he got to band his hand. That is what it is, bruh. <laughs> like, look, man, it's, no, man. We can't be out here just acting like, oh, man, he's hurt. He's a dirty player. Sometimes people just get hurt. Sometimes you you bump into somebody and you get hurt. It's basketball. Man, yeah. quick crap about it. I've said it for the last couple of episodes. He needs to stay off the floor. All that right. shit add all that shit add up. That motherfucker right. nineteen times a game crashes to the floor. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so like, yeah. That shit gotta add up, Dizzle. You learning that, Dizzle. It adds up. <laughs> I hit the floor one time at the Y. I, I remember I went up for the layup. They fouled me. I hit the ground. I was cool. I was like trying to check my shoulder because I was I braced my fall. It was my first time hitting the deck. And I was cool, but I don't know if it was just all the running. <laughs> but damn. But you, got new mer- you got some new merch on. I ain't never seen you in a Warriors hat. Is, what's going on? <laughs> <laughs> the, the reason why I wore the Warriors hat is because this is the last time I'm going to get to wear it. Because I think next pod, this, I don't think the Warriors going to do it, bro. I really don't. Really, I really don't. I don't think they got yeah. it. Bro. They got. They, they gonna beat Memphis ass last game. They about to beat Memphis ass tonight. They, about they, to have, they had what a hundred and forty something. <laughs> they about to curb stop these niggas tonight without job. I just don't. I don't believe in them like I should. So I just wore. I just wore this for one last time. That's all. Cause I just you know, it's, it's my RIP. Get it ready for the Western Conference Finals. Memphis yeah, is going to do it. Memphis. They're not losing to Memphis. Upset Central. 
Yeah, would you so like we'll... to would you like to place a podcast bet on it, sir? Uh-uh. Uh uh. Too, <laughs> too much pressure. Too much pressure. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll I was gonna say real quick, we got uh Jokic just announced as the NBA MVP of the season, and we got to remember it is a regular season award, even though he has you know what gentlemen sweep from from the first round of the playoffs. Did they get it right this year? This will be four years in a row that an international player has won the MVP. By the way, nice, nice, nice. So this is what I'll say. I'm not sure if they got it right. I'm not sure about that. What I will say is, since it is a regular season award, they need to do all of the regular season awards, announce them prior to the playoffs starting. You can announce yeah. them like on that Sunday before they start and everything like that. You've got a lot of time in between the playing tournament and everything like that. Announce all the winners. Announce most improved. Coach of the year, MVP, defensive, announce them all because if you announce it prior to the playoffs, you don't get this backlash towards a player that is not out of the playoffs already because right. now he's going to be accepting that award at a Chili's instead of at, <laughs> you know what I'm saying, at halftime of a, a playoff game. You know what I'm saying? So if they do it like that, I'm perfectly fine with it. But if a person wants to sit here and argue, like, see, he ain't the MVP, he ain't even playing no more. Well, it's a regular – like you just said, there's a, we have to remind people it is a regular season award. And I can't argue against it. All I'll say is announce all the award winners before the start of the playoffs. So that way, hey, everybody knows this is before the playoffs. This is all about the regular season. It has nothing to do with the playoffs. Facts. And if I – Whatever happened, didn't they do like a, a NBA awards show? Wasn't that a thing for a year or two? I remember yeah. like Drake Drake hosted it or Shaq hosted it, if I'm not tripping. Yeah, that was that happened after the season before free agency. So basically, like right after the NBA draft, they had it. Well, yeah. So, nah. I'm about to say, I found this online. Jokic had 2,476 minutes. And be 2200 minutes. Jokic had more field goals made, 764 to 666. He had less field goal attempts. He had a better field goal percentage, 58% to 50% for Embiid. 97 threes for Jokic, 93 for Embiid. 288 three attempts, 251 for Embiid. Three point percentage, Embiid had a better percentage. Embiid had a better free throws. Um, Embiid had, or, uh, Jokic had better offensive rebounds. Jokic had more rebounds in general, more assists. Embiid had more turnovers. So, with <laughs> all that said, they got it right. But it don't feel like, yeah. it just don't feel, it feel like Embiid means more to them, to Philly. But, but we, Jokic almost getting that greatness, uh, curtain, I call it. Like he, he's so good and we expect him to be close to triple doubles every night that. Right. It's almost like, that's what you're supposed to do, and that's a huge thing to be able to say anybody can do. So, you, you know, with all said and done, those are the two best players, I think, big man right now in the league. And, uh, big man! Jokic, uh, hey, back-to-back. Somebody, somebody and, got to come take it. And the international players taking over because Giannis had it the two previous years, Jokic these two years, Embiid was right there behind Jokic, Luka. Mm. Like it's looking like the you know the world is taking over, man. Yeah, and, and, and this is, 
This is what David Stern wanted way, 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 way back in 1992 when he was able to get NBA players to play in the Olympics to make the game more worldwide and get, you know what I'm saying, kids that play soccer and play other sports in other countries because that's what they grew up doing to play the game of basketball. And it's, it's taken off, man. I mean, it then took off, but now it's just on full display. And, and, and you, you said it perfectly. Everybody that we done named, Jalen Brown, Giannis, all of them was born in them 90s. You know what I'm saying? Doing, playing yeah. basketball because that's what they saw. So we just seeing the repercussions and the effects of these 20 years later. Now we got kids that's been playing ball just like Americans now. So. Yeah. Right, <laughs> right. so, y'all wanted to do this last week. Wait, 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 wait. I know. I know where we at. I know we got to go. <laughs> I got I to ask this. Chris Paul versus oh, the fans. Oh, yeah, yeah. Chris Paul versus the <laughs> fans. Chris Paul versus the fans. Apparently was A teenager looked like. <laughs> Chris Paul versus a child. <laughs> Allegedly, his wife and mom were hit and things were thrown at him, walked, uh, stalked him. Kids had to see it, all types of crazy shit, man. What's up with these fans? Oh, that's What's up with the fans? Forget it. I don't know if they're just trying to go viral or what, but um, I think this playoffs has been one of the more fan talked about for the fact that uh, I think it was Minnesota Timberwolves. Was there not a protest out of yes. three of the three of the games? There was a protest. Yeah, fans yeah. Running protest on the court, running on the court. Somebody chained himself to the basket. Uh. It's crazy, man. I don't know. And I saw some crazy stuff. I know we don't really – I don't watch baseball, but I saw, like, the fans was – was it the Yankees? Yeah, it was throwing, the Yankees. Throwing Guardians stuff at the game. players. Yep. Yeah, it was a Yankees-Guardians game. They started throwing beer and paper at the uh, Guardians players in the outfield, man. It's yeah. just wild out here, man. I think, I think motherfuckers really just – they forget that – like, they be so in the moment and so – and wrapped into their DraftKings and their sports betting and to their they pockets that they they forget these motherfuckers is humans. Like they're not they're not at your service. They're not like like these are these are human beings that, you know, will get at you if you step out of line, you know, as they should, you know what I'm saying? So I really didn't catch I I caught that pretty much of like but I wanna know the meat I wanna I, I wanna see like the, the grandma who got the footage in the row behind them like <laughs> I wanna see the real footage because it just looked like, you know, the kid looked confused, the mama looked embarrassed, and Chris Paul looked like he was trying to act like he was getting yeah, pulled man. back, but he, he, wasn't really getting, he wasn't really getting pulled back, though. He he stepped around dude and said, hey, and then that dude had him by, like, a soft hole. If you wanted to get at him, <laughs> come on, man. You could have got at him. But it's just these fans got to realize that, that, you know what I'm saying, you can't just – you can't just let it all, you know, wear it all on your sleeve like that because, you know, people people really – People really uh, get get this shit fucked up. Like they they feel like they can just say whatever they want, do whatever they want to do because they got money too. You know what I'm right. saying? And nah, bro. It's yeah, just, man. It's had a lot. For me, man, the athlete is always supposed to, you know, what I'm saying, take the higher role and, and and be docile and and allow the stuff to roll off his back or her back could go in one ear out the other ear no man at some point man people just get fed up like with the with the bs man cheer and boo cheer and boo that is what mm-hmm. you can do 
the, the name, the extra name calling, the cussing, and 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 dare put hands on somebody. That's just uncalled for, man. And I don't understand what some fans really think, man. Like we see these dudes on TV, and you really think that somebody that is six eight. 200 something pounds won't break your face with one punch. <laughs> You're probably 5'7, 200 pounds. He will right. kill you. He will kill you just off of phys- physics alone. Mm-hmm. He will murder you. Like, so people, if you're one of those crazy fans out here and you listen to this great podcast, do us all a favor. Stop doing that silly shit. Just a little PSA. Yeah. Yeah, Dizzle, Dizzle, let's all back to you. It's back to you, bro. I just had to get it off my chest. Well, let's get into it, man. Let's let's get into the Ozark talk. Let's get into hey. the, goat, the goat talk. Yeah, let's get into the goat talk. Season finale, series finale yeah. uh, of Ozark. Four amazing seasons. How do y'all rate the the last uh, the last what eight six episodes? Seven, seven, seven episodes. Yeah. What y'all think of the last seven episodes? Killer. I will say that I ultimately loved it. I thought it was great. I wanted a little more, since it was the end of Ozark, I wanted it to really feel like this shit was over. And it, it don't, it just, it just feel like they left us a little bit to call it something else. Better call, <laughs> better, better call Sal type shit. You know yeah. I, I agree 1000%. They left it just enough to where they got room for that. But, you know, I think the 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 roof laying more shit was definitely mm. uh definitely a I guess that was my shocker. I guess that is the shocker for it that, you know, she gone, but uh we saw that coming. You know, something like the cabin. We knew we knew where that was going. So um they got a, a girl from a Queen of the South, Camilla. Like they, they left a lot on the table, and I, I, I wanted it to be a little bit more like, damn, it's only the son and the dad left. Like I wanted it to be something, something like that going on. But I loved it. I think it was amazing. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna watch the whole season again. Um, definitely gonna check it out over the summer. Just I thought it was a great show. I love the last seven episodes. I love the last. I love the whole series. But this show is so amazing. Think about it like this. The last, the fourth and final season, you get the first seven episodes, you get introduced to Javier, the new bad guy. Mm-hmm. And we are totally invested in Javier. And we are totally invested in him trying to take the cartel from his uncle. And then what happens in the seventh or eighth episode or the back half, the very first jump, bang, he's dead. So all this mm-hmm. equity that we built up with him, he's gone, and we are shocked. We're totally shocked. So a show like that that's able to make you care and be concerned or want to know what's going on with this character so fast, like he's been here the entire series, that's amazing show writing. That's amazing acting. And then, like you just said, uh, Killer, they come in there with Queen of the South, Lady Camilla. She's not in the last seven episodes a lot. I think she's only in like about three or four episodes. Mm-hmm. But that last scene, that I don't know her name, but she need more roles. Because <laughs> when she was giving them the rundown, the the the, the lady from the, the clinical Shaw, office is like, uh, Shaw, yeah, Sean, yeah. I'm if I find out that you lying, I'ma have you kill, I'ma <laughs> <laughs> Oh shit. 
And I bumped Mitch Mitch. real quick after that. (laughs) 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 Running faucet, bruh. Running faucet. Now, me and my brother totally disagree on this. I give the lady a lot of credit. I give her a lot of credit. She held out way. Yes. Because, like, yo, this lady is very intimidating. And she's been in a room with her more than one occasion. And she's asked about her son more than once. So she held her water. She held long on long as she could until she just couldn't no more. So I give her a lot of credit for that. And obviously, obviously, R.I.P. to Ruth. Ruth went out like a G. She wasn't out there quivering and crying. I knew she was goner as soon as she killed Javier. I was like, she's going to die. And the whole thing was just like the last episode where she's seeing her family that's been killed off already, like her cousin, her dad, her two uncles and everything like that. She's visioning them. And then when she's at the party and she's the only one in all white, I'm like, she's dressed like an angel. She's done for. She's about to die. And I just felt so bad for her, but she's a G. She's forever be a G. I got one question for y'all, too. At the end of the first seven, they showed that car accident. It made it be real impactful. Mm-hmm. And then they made us wait mm-hmm. and, and kind of squeeze that back into play. Mm-hmm. Did, I knew what was happening. There? So my wife was... My wife never watched the show, but she decided to like kind of sit in and ask questions through this last season. And I'm like, as they're in the car, I'm like, they're about to get into a wreck. And literally two seconds later, the truck came and they started flipping out of control. And um, I like how they spent it because they did make us wait. It was a random scene when we first saw it. Like you said, they started out the season with that with that Mm -hmm. scene. And we really didn't see it till the last, either the second or last episode or the last episode. Mm-hmm. And, uh, Wendy tried to spin it like, nah, that's a sign that we about to survive. And I thought yep. that was, I thought that was dope because they, they definitely survived. But Kelly, you said it. Do y'all think they're gonna, they, they left enough open to where you think they're gonna have a couple years down the line some spinoff of Ozark? A prelude or what happens after when they back in Chicago. It's going to be Queen of the Ozarks with Camilla. It's going to be her show. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think... Th- go ahead, Kelly. Go ahead. I, I was about to say, I really think a lot of these shows, that's like... That, to me, also shows good writing, but I think like that, that is like what every show should do because you don't never want to put the end on it. And if it's a way to... You know, bring that whole team back and eat again. They gonna do it. You know what I'm saying? But yeah. they left they left enough on the table to where it could be a whole new show. It could be it could be about the kids that's grown now and they doing their thing. Like they left a million options out there. So I think that's just like standard protocol these days with with great shows. Is like we we ain't gonna fully just, just little piece. Yeah, just enough to in case that check come back. Yeah, just in just in case. I couldn't agree more, man. Just in case, you know, you come up with a great idea or spin it onto something else. Obviously the the deal that they got with the, the FBI is still in a place with the casino and everything like that. So the show must go on. You know, drugs gonna continue to come in this country via that cartel. So it's always it's still a story to be told. But I gotta shout out my brother Peanut, he always listened to the podcast. We gotta talk about the detective. The detective and me, and me and my boy Peanut 
call that nigga signatures because if y'all remember when he first showed up on Ozark, he kept popping up at the birdhouse asking him to get that signature from the lawyer because he trying to get that check because he trying to sign for the divorce and everything like that. He kept asking about the signature. He pushed his luck one too many fucking times and Jonah came out there with the shoddy on his ass. <laughs> I like how they brought him. I like how they brought the the detective though, like. Because when he was on his way out of the hotel, he did one last little look and saw the, what's it, the urn? I think it's yeah, called the yeah. urn or the cookie jar. He saw the yeah. cookie jar and just kept going. I'm like, go, yeah. I'm like, damn. He he saw it and then that was it. They ain't say nothing else about it. And then for him to show up that last minute with the cookie jar, like, yo, there's nothing but DNA in this thing. Like, and then Jonah, Jonah got bodies. Cause then he killed somebody. <laughs> he killed somebody earlier in the show. I if I'm not mistaken, did he not blast somebody and break like the the window of the house? Or was that the... I think he just shot somebody in anger when Ben died. I don't know if he killed somebody, but killed somebody. I think he shot okay. at somebody. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay, that might have been the old dude before he died. He killed somebody in the in yeah. The house. I remember somebody got shot in the house. Yes. Okay. Nah, but, great show, man. Great show. But shit, we got one more character to talk about before we move on to the next topic or talk about where this ranks in all-time shows, man. We got to talk about Wendy's dad. Now, y'all may not know who this guy is, but I know who this guy is from way, 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 way back in the day. He played a character named John Boy on Little House on the Prairie. No, I wasn't alive on Little House on the Prairie. was airing live, but I used to watch it on TV land all the time. So him being on there and him being a raging alcoholic was crazy, dog. Was crazy. Like, the way that him and Ruth went through that bottle of Southern Comfort was next <laughs> level. Was next level. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I So... I wasn't a fan as much as I should have been of, like, the new characters aside from Camilla. Everybody else was getting on my damn nerves. <laughs> and I, I wanted them out the way. I wanted I wanted Ruth to pop the detective. He was just sitting in her yard when she pulled up. I wanted him to, I wanted her to pop him there. I just, it, it just, it, it was a cluster for, for a second to me. It was like a cluster of stories that I really didn't want. I wanted, I wanted the, the Langmore story and I wanted the the uh the family the the mom son I don't know the Wendy's birds. And birds yeah so like I just I I guess it added the sauce that needed but I just wanted I wanted more the people that grew this season into what it was I wanted them to be the star in the last seven I feel that so where does it rank? What are we, we gonna rank this thing all time, man? Where are we gonna rank it all time, man? Is it is it breaking bad levels? Is it wire levels? Where is that, man? Did it, did it crack your top five? Did it crack your top ten? Where is that? It's top ten all time. It is. In, I say it's in the conversation of Breaking Bad and uh, and uh, the Wire. I think Breaking Bad may have lasted a little too long. Um, yeah, that, I feel like they could have they could have cut out a season and they wrapped it up a little better. Um, it's top ten of all time. Just shows, period. I think it's because from beginning to end, they had me, man. 
And it wasn't like unnecessarily, it wasn't, I, a lot of people say it starts out slow. I didn't think so. It just wasn't filled with like a whole bunch of fight scenes, but it's just an act. If you look back at all of the niggas that died <laughs> and everything that happened, it was full of action from beginning to end and it never got corny. It was never a cheat. I don't think it ever was real cheesy. You hate Wendy Bird, but still was rooting for her. I wasn't rooting for her. <laughs> Lock her up. <laughs> Worst mom of the year. <laughs> did you watch the Did you watch the thirty minute at the end? I did. Yeah, I, I did. did. Jonas had a crazy growth spurt during that show. He was he was so little in like just like season three. You know what I'm saying? It seemed like he took off season four, or yeah, season three. They did five. Uh, season, right? Same with the uh roof. Same with the the Langmore that survived. He looked uh, totally yeah. different. Yeah. yeah, what's his name? Seven. Uh, three. Three. <laughs> <laughs> that nigga, that nigga looked totally different. Yeah, all the little niggas went grew up quick, man. That shit. Yeah, man, for sure. I agree, man. I, I don't know where to put it exactly, but I know for sure it's top ten, and it probably is top five. I couldn't agree more uh, with you, Dizzle. I mean. It wasn't packed with all these shootout scenes or anything like that, but I think that's what makes a good show when you're able to tell a story and build suspense without killing somebody every single episode. It's just, mm-hmm. you know, just gratuitous violence for just violence sake. I mean, we got to think, man, the very first scene of the show is somebody getting pushed out a damn window. You know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> like, it, it starts off with a bang, and then season one ends with a bang with old girl killing dude at their house for calling them hillbillies and everything like that. Marty Bird! Bang! Killed their ass. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So each season has you on the edge of your feet. I mean, we had a lady cut a damn baby out of somebody's stomach and then adopt that baby. Like, that crazy-ass lady was off the hook. We had her shoot off Tommy from Power's dick. You know what I mean? Like, this show had some bodies on it, and it had its violence. It just wasn't every single episode, man. So I appreciate this show a lot. Yeah. Facts. I'd definitely say it's top six for me. I feel better saying top six. I don't know if it's top five, but it's <laughs> top ten, so it's going to be my top six. All right, so we got some uh, we got some news. Have y'all been paying any attention at all to what's been going on with this, this role versus Wade overturn that is uh, supposed to be getting voted on this week? Yes. Definitely. Crazy. It's crazy. So potentially, which is looking like it's about to happen, they are uh, basically going to be able to overturn Roe versus Wade, which protects the rights of women to be able to uh, choose to have an abortion without excessive government restriction. So Ohio, we live in Ohio. They plan, if this passes, which it looks like it's about to, they're going to completely make abortions illegal regardless of situation. So that's in, that includes incest. That includes rape. It will be against the law to get an abortion. Mm-hmm. Also, if this passes, that this could potentially take away contraceptives. So plan B, which we stocked up in this household. <laughs> <laughs> we stocked up. <laughs> For the buck with you. When we get it, we get a few. Um, so that will become, you know, illegal to to obtain and sell. So, what's y'all thoughts, man? This shit getting wild. Big wild, man. You know, 
just speaking from a son of a nurse, like I know a little bit about the medical field and everything like that, and just like things that my mom has taught me and over the years and everything like that. But the crux of the matter is you can't tell somebody what to do with their body, man. You just can't. Just period, man. A grown adult should be able to do what they think is necessary for them. You know what I mean? And, and the fact that, you know, we have a bunch of men telling people, women what they can do with their body is just wrong to me, man. Like, you, that option should be there because, like you said, there's a lot of circumstances that go on, especially to women, to, like, you talked about, like, a, a something with a rape or an incest or, or, you know, hey, she just don't want to have the kid right now. It might not be the proper time. She not might not be in a financially secure place to have that child. Or not just her. Her and her partner might not be ready to have a kid yet. You know what I'm saying? So it's their, it's their right to do so. So I just think it's totally messed up. And this is how shit starts. You know what I'm saying? They start overturning one thing. And then they're overturning another thing. So where are we going to say, all right, enough's enough? What they going to overturn uh the freaking um the proclamation that free the slaves and say we all got to go back to the cotton fields because that's where shit starts you know what I'm saying it starts with one thing and then it snowballs into the next thing you know what i'm saying so for me it's a no dog it's not right it's not fair women should be able to decide for themselves about what they want to do yeah just how you said this where excessive without excessive government um restriction like the government is trying to step in and do all this but they're not going to provide any services for child care they're mm. not going to provide any services they said they're going to try to you know improve the adoption and all that man they're going to be it's going to be a pamphlet in, in the mail right so that's what they're going to give you it ain't going to be no bricks no buildings no nothing like is it it's it's very sad, and for me to have all daughters, man, like talking to my wife about it, like this could really make it to where young girls just don't have sex, you know, like they just choose choose to you know not mess with men or you know whatever, like it, it could lead down so many different ways because the government is literally doing what the, what Roe versus Wade was set for them not to do. So right. super foul, super uh unjust and uh yeah. it's just and, not right. And, and another another thing about it for me at least is it's always funny how our government loves to jump into situations that involve women, women's bodies and things of that nature. But when they have other topics like, you know, homelessness, I mean, Killer, you can definitely speak to this. I mean the veteran population of homeless homelessness is through the roof. Through the people roof. people that serve this country and fought for this country, fought wars for this country should not be homeless. Mm -hmm. So then in turn they allow situations like uh, Elon Musk to drop forty five billion dollars on a Twitter app and all I can think about is like, man, geez, you could give a billion dollars to homelessness. Like you know, like there's things out there that can be done to help homeless people or people that with mental health illness or shoot our roads are terrible like there's so many different things that are way more important than telling somebody what to do with their body but instead they they harp on this issue and they keep harping on this issue year after year <clears throat> decade after decade and these are the things that turn people off from government these are the things that make people say man i ain't voting because i didn't 
I voted for it not to happen, but it happened anyway. So, like, these are the type of things that turn people off from voting and being a part of the democratic process. Yeah. I think one last thing I'll speak on, because um, I'm still doing a little bit of reading on it. Um, but, you know, we'll, we'll know more next week. But I do believe the states still have the option to have their, you know, state laws in terms of abortion. This is just something that's going to be passed federally. I think that, you know, with Ohio being one of the states, the, the biggest thing that comes to my mind is not, okay, it's illegal, but folks are going to do it. You know right. what I mean? They're going to find right. unsafe ways to do right. it. It's not mm-hmm. like it's going to just eliminate abortions. It's just going to eliminate the uh, safe access safe. to it. Yeah. Folks, yeah. folks are going to drop. Folks that can are going to go to other states to yep. get it done. And the folks that can't drive, they're going to hit up somebody up the street to make it happen or, just, you know, yep. Google, or Google something or, you know. Just yeah. like they have safe places for drug users to go use clean needles and go shoot up. They got safe places. Like, they're going to have safe places in somebody's backyard, and it's going to be nuts. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, like, I mean, like, like people that do, like, the, the, the plastic surgery and everything like that, back alley plastic surgery, mm-hmm. like, those are the type of situations that's going to happen, and that's going to lead to not only the – a pre-born baby dying, but it's probably going to lead to that woman dying as well by going to these back alley situations because she decides that she doesn't want to follow through with this pregnancy. Like, look, man, we should be supporting people as opposed to to, to banishing them to go to do these type of measures because they don't want to have a child. If we got safe ways to handle it, let's continue with the safe way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, we're going we gonna to know more about it in the coming weeks. Um, but, yeah, it's not looking too good. Um, quick, hit, quick hitters though for Killer Guy, get out of here. Uh, Dave Chappelle, I think one, who who put that in the chat? Y'all was I don't know. <laughs> I, killer. Was it, probably was, was killer. it Killer? Killer put yeah. it in the chat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So just a random. Uh, so, yeah. I don't, yeah. I don't know the guy's name. Just bum rest the stage. <laughs> I guess he had a he had a gun that like flickered out into a knife uh, and attacked Dave Chappelle, but it got the beats. Breaked off of him backstage. Shouts out to Jamie Foxx and Buster Rhymes, who allegedly beat the brakes off this nigga. Yeah, his, his arm was inside out and handcuffed. That shit was <laughs> 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 What was they? They was giving that nigga the. Uh, what was they doing to him though? Like, golly, I need the backstage that nigga in a fucking full Nelson nigga. <laughs> nah. How about the? How about the poor attempt at a full sprint tackle and didn't even knock him down? He stepped right out of that, didn't he? I stepped out that bitch. <laughs> so I want to know how he was able to get through. Uh, allegedly, the uh, weapon that he had was rubber. That's what they were saying, how he got it through the uh, metal detectors. But um, how did he get th- past the security? Because there was Elon Musk was there, Beyonce, Jay-Z. Like, we had some heavy hitters front row, and this – Regular Joe Smo was able to bust through security and get on the stage. That's the, that's the part that's crazy. I was reading, they were just talking about that venue in L.A., the Hollywood Bowl. They say the security there is almost like non-existent. It's like they call it a podcast and say, y'all want some tickets? Y'all want to be security? And they're like, bet. You know what I'm saying? Because I can remember when my friends were in college, Twister came to Miami of Ohio. And they went to, like, the football team dorm, and my friend was just a black kid at Miami, so they thought he played football. He was in the football dorm but wasn't an athlete. They came to <laughs> they came to everybody's room and offered us free tickets to put on a security shirt and go to the concert. Wow. Me and my me and my friend was front row security 
and was not securing nothing. We was, <laughs> we were standing with the people having the concert. Oh, like, like, <laughs> what's that uh, one meme that float around with the old security guard frisking people, but he not even touching uh, them? Yeah. That's how yeah. <laughs> yeah. Trash. Trash. They say that venue has a history of not having great security, and it just forget. Like you said, there's a first to be autumn heavy hitters there that could have went really bad, really quick. You know what I'm saying? So, shout to Christopher coming out there and getting a getting a little getting a little steam off his shoulders. You know, that's the first time <laughs> first time we heard him talk about it since it happened. You know what I'm saying? So right. he, he had a little a little joke for it. I'm, I'm sure his ticket sales is through the roof. So. <laughs> they're all still winning, but yeah, I heard Buster and Jamie got some jabs in and got some, got some, got got some rights and lefts. So that would have been great to see on tape. Comedians yeah. beating up somebody. <laughs> yeah. So Jack Harlow drops his album. Uh, have y'all listened to it? Yes, I listened to I it on a drive back from Cleveland today, and I gave a a once over. Uh, it's probably three songs on there that I. At will add to the playlist that kind of stood out to me. Add to your playlist or to like the radio station because that's different. To, to, to my playlist, to my playlist. Okay. I think uh, where is it? The very first track, I like that. Uh, the joint was great. I like that, and it's another one on there that I like. I like the Dua Lipa joint, the one he's talking about. He want to bang Dua Lipa. I like that. <laughs> I I had not checked it out, but I read that the production on it was amazing. So for those that's listening, y'all, I wanted to hear how the production was. No, it was it was was all right. It was it was all right. About production, amazing. This album ain't coming to mind. Like if we're talking about production, amazing, I would think you know Pusha T's production was amazing. The Kanye joint production was amazing. Not this. This I don't think it's in any of those conversations. Okay. Um, I think I like three, like you said, three joints off of it. The Drake joint, he snapped on. I can't yeah. like, yeah, he went in on that. He held his up, he held his own with a good Drake feature too, because Drake yeah. snapped. Yeah. Um, I like the nail tech song that's already been out, and that might be it for real. That might be it. I don't think anything else is really gonna get no. Thank you. <laughs> <Nah>. <laughs> you know what? You know what? I I was today years old when I found out that was just a sample of Fergie. I thought Fergie was on the song. That's simply a sample. Yeah. I thought she was actually on it. So, I mean, okay. <laughs> I guess it's not a really big deal, but you you, you know. on your own on that one. You on your own. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I guess it's not a real big deal, but I mean, you know. But yeah, it, it's eh, it won't get a lot of burn over here. It's, not a lot. Of, it, not a lot of drug talk. He got uh, four days till Kendrick drop, and <laughs> nobody gonna be talking about it. But Kendrick, Kendrick dropped the single, the heart part five. Did y'all y'all check it out? I know y'all checked it out. What do y'all think of the video? Man, listen, listen. The deep fake shit is just next level. For people that don't know, he morphs into who else? Uh, Kobe, Kanye. OJ. Will Smith. OJ Simpson. Justin. Justin. <laughs> Smollett and Nipsey Hussle. Nipsey. Yeah. Uh, it, it was dope. It was dope. I, the, I, I, it's hard to say this, man. I think the video is better than the song. Mm. <laughs> like, like it was that level. That level, I mean. And then you get the, the, the real Kendrick fanatics out there that's dissecting the video down to to the millisecond and everything like that so i already watched one of those videos you know he's standing 
to the left like the human heart would be a little to the left as opposed to center and everything like that. It's a dope video and a dope song. And like you said, this will come Friday. It's over for anybody that dropped the album in the last two weeks. It's over for Future. It's over for Jack Harlow. And unfortunately, it's probably over for my guy, Pushy T. Yeah, this has been a five-year wait that I can't wait for. Uh, that, that, to me, was one of the better visuals I've seen in my life. Like, I really, I really enjoyed that visual. Um, I sent it to Smoke as soon as I saw it, and his reply was, "This you're the only person I didn't send it to, because he knew I was going to see it. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, but he said the same thing, like, just super, it was just the way it was put together. Kendrick always got that left field shit that is sweet to me. Like, he's 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 weirdly cool, you know, if I can say it like that. Like, he does, he does offbeat things, but the shit is so fire that you can't deny it just being great. You know what I'm saying? He is a great. So I thought it was amazing. Super, super dope visual. I spent 30 minutes walking in like an eight foot circle, texting people, sharing it. Like I was charged <laughs> up like, like that. So, um, I thought it was a really, I didn't know. So is there, is there four parts to that song that, and that was part five or like, I don't know that story. You know what? I haven't heard all of the hearts, but there are other versions, and I be I believe they're just like Lucy's. They're not songs that be on albums. If I'm not, I might be fucking this up, but I, I believe no, they're I, just Lucy's. I've never heard them on an album. Okay. I've never heard them on an album. Uh, but I, I think the dopest part about the whole song when he raps as Nipsey. And then he morphs oh, them bars. Nipsey. Yeah, the like, bars was. And like, and he rapped. Like a Nipsey would rap too, so visually, like, yeah, like he yeah, visually like, did it too. Like. Yeah, like, <laughs> like the, that was next level, man. He's he's talented, man. <laughs> I will say this, and I know I'm the one on the limb. And shouts out to my brother Peanut. I'm sure he's gonna text me as soon as he hears me say this. I do get worried about Kendrick when he goes full art mode, much like I worry about Andre 3000. When he goes full artist mode, like it's a. What do you I mean? Because I think he's topping himself. He it don't sound like nothing he already done dropped. He he in a different bag. So are you? Yeah, you scared, I, 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 you're scared I, of where he's going. I'm not scared, but like once we see a visual like this and a concept song like this that is executed to perfection, are we about to get twelve songs of this? Because I'm not sure I want 12 songs of this. <laughs> this might not even be on the album. If it's, in, if it's like any of Touché. the other hearts, they not Touché. on the album. Touche. Touche. This okay. shit out for 20, it's coming up to 24 hours. This shit hitting, it's already at 10 million. He's he he talented. He talented through the roof. I just, I do get worried when we have super talented people like this that I gotta say that do they not overthink, but do they just go? They go above our head, like they just like on cloud twenty, where everybody else is only on cloud ten. You know what I'm saying? Or is he gonna overshoot the audience, and we gonna catch up like three years later and be like, oh yeah, that shit was fire? Because I am guilty of that myself. Like, I, perfect example: the second Outcast album, AT Aliens. I never liked that album until probably like five years after it came out. It was a it was it was above my pay grade. I couldn't fuck with it. But now I listen to it. I was like, this shit is amazing. I love this album. How didn't I love it then? 
So, like, those are the type of things that I worry about when I listen to uh, a Kendrick, even a J. Cole to that to that extent. Like, are they going to go too far in the future for me? Because I'm like, <laughs> I'm operating right here, right now. They they moving faster than I can think right now, but mm-hmm. I'm here for it. Yeah, I'm ready. I'm ready, man. I'm I'm a Kendrick stan, favorite artist. I'm uh been like you said, waiting five years for this. He delivered with this joint that may not even make the album. <laughs> uh, but yeah, this is one that I'm gonna be waiting up till midnight Friday to give it a full burn. I might even take a drive just to hear it in the car. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't mad at you. I'm not mad at you. Shit, man. I think that's that's it for this episode. Uh, y'all got any last any last comments or anything? Um, it's eighty all week. It's lit. I know pool party's gonna be down at Dizzle Crib. Killer about to be out here on the golf course. I'm about be out here on the bike. Let's go and enjoy this good weather while we got it. Yes, sir. Right. You gonna yes. do this? Do I do the outro? Or you gonna do the outro? Yeah, man. Go I feel like guard Dizzle. All right, you can't make this up podcast. We still go. We gotta go in order. Okay, okay, okay. Right. Yeah, okay. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. You can't make this up, podcast. Kev Nash, DJ Killer Kev, Hey Dizzle. We we'll out till next week. Peace. Peace.